0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kyle Lafferty won't be available for Rangers this weekend After being blocked by the Irish FA Robert Pires is in town backing Celtic to continue benefiting from their French connection And there could be as many as 10,000 empty seats at Aberdeen and Rangers League Cup semi-final I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi And yes, who is going to replace Neil McCann as the manager of Dundee, the latest boss to be sacked in this country, Jim McIntyre, the early front runner. Aberdeen v Rangers, trouble is brewing Gordon over that ticket allocation and Kyle Lafferty. The Irish FA get tough With the player And with Rangers This is it Jim Duffy It's Wednesday night We are officially declaring International break over mm-hmm. All the doom and gloom hey! For Scotland in the past <laughs> Let's forget about it No more mourning No more soul searching mm-hmm. Let's try and turn our attentions Forward and get back yeah. To the domestic stuff Yeah well it's uh, You know we certainly can't Do anything about it And we've cried over it Long enough so you know, look forward to the domestic uh, campaign this week. Uh, it's been an outstanding league uh, campaign so far. Very, very competitive. A lot of teams playing very well. Um, and, uh, you know, we're really looking forward to it. I think there's some terrific matches at the weekend. And not not just at the top league, you know, in the championship and, and the other leagues as well. I think it's a, a fantastic weekend to look forward to. Let's talk domestic football. 0141-951-1025. Give us a call. You can also tweet us, of course, at Clyde. SSB. Uh, a few things to get through tonight. Let's kick off with this Kyle Lafferty situation. Give us your thoughts, please, on the phones or on Twitter. So essentially, uh, Kyle Lafferty won't be available for Rangers this weekend. They'll miss the Hamilton Ackies game, Mark Guidi, after uh, the Irish FA invoked FIFA's five day rule, if you like. Now, Kyle Lafferty pulled out of the Northern Ireland squad um, at, the, at, at the weekend there. Um, and the rule basically says then that the the International Association can block him if you like from playing for the next five days um, people might be looking at the calendar and saying well that was longer than five days ago but technically the international break ended I think it was yesterday when the mm-hmm. last round of games were played uh, and therefore the Irish FA have indeed stopped Kyle Lafferty playing for Rangers this weekend well they've invoked a rule that they're perfectly entitled to invoke but those rules have been there They've, they've been long standing um, now, And you tend to find that there's, there's there's come and go with it And it's very rarely used Jim But I suspect that It only gets used If an international association Feels that they have been Misled Con The guy's not playing you know, fairly By the rules And has let their country down So there's obviously a bit of bad blood just now Between Kyle Lafferty and his country And uh, this story ain't over This is going to run and run Yeah Jim Duffy Like Mark said That, that rule is, is nothing new It's been there for a while I can't remember too many examples Of it being used Certainly not up here No no in Scotland I don't think uh, too often It's been used if at all But in, in England I think There's been a couple of occasions um, That it's been invoked But the the situation is That's the rules And if they feel they're entitled um, You know to invoke that rule Then then that's what they'll do. Uh, I said, and like Matt said, there, there's obviously some sort of animosity there, because if um, you know, um, you know, Michael and, and the association believed that uh, you know that uh, Kyle Lafferty did have a, an injury that perhaps needed just a few days rest, but unfortunately ruled him out of uh, you know the particular game, then he could be ready. Um, then normally nothing's done about that. You know, people just don't accept that. 
Listen, you can have a tight muscle, you can have a bit of uh, inflammation, things can settle down in two or three days, four or five days rest, mm. and you can be ready for the weekend. So, you know, I don't really like the fact that they've invoked it, but it is within their rights, and if they believe that that's the road they want to go down, then we'll have to wait and see whether... Is it FIFA it goes to to see decide or uh, to decide whether they? It's a FIFA rule, yeah. Yeah, whether they decide to up, uphold it. I don't think I don't think there's an appeal process if no, if it's invoked. So. It's invoked and that's it. Now, what would be interesting, which has never happened to the best of my knowledge, would be if Rangers and Kyle Laffey say, "Aye, fine, but we're still playing them." Mm-hmm. Now, what happens after that? I don't know. If the Rangers administration department are looking into that, or if they just hold their hands up and say, "No." We have to accept this But clearly What needs to happen in the future well, If Kyle Lafferty wants to continue Playing for his country There has to be A relationship between Rangers And uh, and Northern Ireland So they've got to start building bridges One way or another I think they've got a couple of days To have a bit of dialogue You know And if they go and speak And, and Kyle Lafferty himself Speaks to Michael O'Neill First and foremost And then perhaps And, and maybe Maybe tr- you know the, you know try tries to you know alleviate the situation. Then it might it might well resolve itself. But at this moment in time, it's certainly not good for Rangers and not good for Kyle Lafferty. Let us know what you think. Then oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Disappointed by the absence of Kyle Lafferty this weekend, or understand the reasoning. Let's remind ourselves of what Michael O'Neill had to say when Kyle Lafferty pulled out of that Northern Ireland squad. We made a statement regarding this earlier in the week. He informed me on Sunday night that he wasn't available to travel. And uh, to be honest, we've just moved on since that point in time because we've prepared the team with the, you know, the 23, 24 players that we have here available at this minute in time. To a plan of a chat, not before the game. Certainly not. It's not my intention to have a chat before the game. Um, my focus has been really since the conversation and has been preparing the team. We'll not play another international uh, after this till November, so there's plenty of time to have that discussion. At the end of the day, the players made himself all unavailable, so we concentrate on the squad that we have here. You know, Kyle, had, he's had an Achilles problem. We knew he had an Achilles problem in September, and uh, as I say, he felt that in his, it was in his best interest that he didn't travel because it would give him the opportunity to uh, stay off the uh, Achilles, and that was his reason for uh, withdrawing from the squad. 0141-951-1025 Jeffrey's a Rangers fan from Giffnock What's your take on this then Jeffrey? I just find it rather strange um, If that's the case Why haven't Scotland done something about Lee Griffiths pulling out at the last minute? Um, it's, a, it's a new one to me um, And if, if by chance that we need Kyle Lafferty That means that we're going to miss a, a, a star player um, I just find it rather strange um, that this is. I've never heard of this rule, and I'm just baffled mm. with the whole the whole thing. And I'm, as I said to you, I'm surprised that Scotland haven't done this for Lee Griffiths because uh, we actually needed him for the Israel game, um, not so much the Portugal game because that was a friendly. Um, and I thought we missed out big time with Lee Griffiths not being in Israel. Well, well first of all. Jeffrey, really, what relevance has Lee Griffiths in Scotland got to do with Kyle Lafferty in, in Northern Ireland? No, but it's the same. It's the same kind of thing. I mean, he's pulled out. Yeah, but, um, but listen, that that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about a situation that has developed a real situation that has given at Rangers a problem. So, really, relevance with, with Lee Griffiths because hundreds and hundreds of players have withdrawn from squads for various reasons over the past number of years when this when this um, rule has been available to invoke. The story is that Northern Ireland have chosen to invoke this rule. Rangers will be really angry, as will Kyle Lafferty. That's what we're discussing. Lee Griffiths, Scotland, 
I don't see any relevance well, to, in it To be fair to Jeffrey though Could we not Say that, that Technically the Scottish FA Could have done that To, to Lee Griffiths I don't know no, I'd need to check the paperwork It was a friendly It's a friendly Yeah, yeah Also the fact is that Well we played a competitive game As well a, Israel They had a discussion Yeah, yeah a but Five day ruling was before that anyway But regardless of that The discussion between Alex McLeish and, uh, and and Lee Griffiths That's what I was going to say they it shows both you that, happy That's exactly what I was going to say This shows you the difference yeah. In terms of one situation is yeah. amicable And the other one clearly yeah. isn't yeah, the well, ma- the manager, the difference? It was amicable in public Yes well, yeah. Yes, but, uh, but it was But yeah. it was amicable yeah. in public He came out it's publicly And said yeah. listen You know I understand it And we accept it And we move on And we And we, we You know Go on with it And whereas obviously Michael O'Neill is 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 obviously You know Stuck in his throat And he's, he's unhappy about it Because he maybe feels um, at the last minute, he maybe you know didn't have an opportunity maybe mm. to 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 maybe bring someone else into the squad or whatever. But at the end of the day, this is about Northern Ireland and Rangers and Kyle Lafferty. This isn't about anybody else or any other association. The rule is there if you want to use it, and Northern Ireland have decided to use it. What time would we have to keep the phone lines open until if the Scottish FA did decide to pull such a move? On, on, on Lee Griffiths. Four o'clock in the morning That, yeah, that, 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 that squeeze that's everything it. in All leave cancelled uh, um, on, on a serious note though Is this the t- And I, I appreciate I'm asking you To predict the future Not always easy Is this the type of thing Which which may well spell the end of Kel Lafferty's international career It all depends on the relationship He's got and the conversation That he's going to have Michael said there That the next match Isn't in November And he says then he. I mean he's quite right As a manager You have to focus on who You do have available He'd important match. He, he can't worry about Kyle Lafferty. He can't make a big drama about Kyle Lafferty. He had to focus on the players who did want to turn up, who were available for selection, and get his team performing. That's all he could do. Then once that's done and dusted, then he can then start to say, "Well, okay, we've got six weeks, eight weeks, whatever happens to be, to either resolve it one way or the other. Either have a conversation with Kyle Lafferty. Do you want to be a part of it? Do you want to come back into the fold? Yeah. Yes, brilliant. If not." Thanks very much for your time Your contribution It's, it's almost like a, It's almost as if Northern Ireland The, the FA Are kind of saying to Kelly Here's an ultimatum If you want to be part of our squad mm-hmm. Fine You turn up You don't phone the manager I think Michael Neal said it was late on into the night Albeit he had just played that afternoon For Rangers Being involved against Hearts Or you're saying Retire It's kind of an ultimatum So Kelly Laffey goes If I want to be part of it I need to be part of it And, and be committed if I don't, I may as well mm. just decide to hang up my international boots. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he decides to hang up his boots. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, the immediate impact, of course, is this Sunday. No Kyle Lafferty against Hamilton. I mean, Alfredo Morelos is still there, but I'm going to guess you would rather have Kyle Lafferty available. Because um, we're going to need, to, we'll, we'll, as, you, as you well know, I've spoken about the, the away, the, the, the away oh. games. I've been to a couple of them already, and uh, we, were, we were struggling at Livingston, and I hope I'm wrong, but I think uh, Hamilton will be rubbing their hands, finding out that Kyle Alfred will not be in the squad. So I do fear the worst, that we're not going to get this monkey off our back. Um, um, I'm just mystified. All right, I mean, you're right. Um, well, what's Kyle Alfred supposed to do? I mean, he plays a game on a Sunday afternoon, does it feel great after the game? He's probably been trying to get in touch with the, the Irish manager, been unable to, and when he has been able to, it's the early hours of the morning. What can you do? Yeah, I mean, I think probably in Northern Ireland have probably felt, Jeffrey, and I don't know, listen, I'll, I'll come out and I'm sure Stephen Gerrard will have a long and lengthy conversation 
with Kyle Lafferty maybe Mike O'Neill maybe the Irish FA before he does his media conference on, on Friday ahead of the Hamilton game but I'm kind of guessing that what the International Association's manager want is is for you to report let their medical staff look over and say listen I'm not up to it so it's, I think that's probably been a disappointment to him the fact that Kyle Lafferty hasn't just nipped over to Belfast on the Monday morning reporting and saying listen I can't make it I wish you guys all the best but I'm struggling Gaff you don't like it as Jim my Achilles is gone give me the once over there's nothing untoward I think that's probably where the problem has started to, to rise maybe not even so much as the, the timing of the phone call although it's probably not ideal to be phoning Mike O'Neill at that time however you know when you think it's just a wee short nip over to, to Belfast I think that'll be the problem uh, Barry Ferguson's been speaking today He thinks it's a, a strange move from the Irish FA uh, He says, you know, the clubs are the ones that, that pays wages He understands why the national side would want to do it But says, nevertheless, it's disappointing to see it happen I mean, I only, I've only read what you've read I've heard what you've heard That he's made the phone call and he says he's injured Then Rangers have said that he's, he's not injured I don't know the in, ins and outs But it's disappointing Listen, Kyle Lafferty's a big player for Rangers And... You're missing them for an important game. It just needs to just needs to get sorted out. But I can understand where Northern Ireland are coming from. But first and foremost, you want your better players made available for which is going to be a tough game. As I say, Rangers away form's not been great. I just hope they can go there and get that first win and get that monkey off their back and um, drive forward and, and sort the away form out. That, that's the rules. I think that's the rules that are in place. It's a bit strange that. He's contracted, uh, contracted sorry, to Rangers and Rangers pay salary each month. But it's disappointing, as I say. Look, the biggest thing for me is Rangers are missing a very good player, um, which can obviously help them win a game of football. So they just need to try and sort it out. And if he's not made available, well, you've got to look at it. It's an opportunity for somebody else to come in. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, any team in the world... You don't like to be told when when you can and can't play your players, Jim. If you're a manager, it's bound to be a frustration. Um, like Mark says, it doesn't appeal. There doesn't appear to be a, a clear appeals process. Let me change. I, I don't know the exact. Yeah, um, I mean, to be honest with Gordon, at the end of the day, the, listen, the, if the Irish FA have looked and they think this is what the road we want to go down, there's nothing more that Rangers or Kyle Lafferty can do about it. They've got to just accept it and move on. And if Kyle Lafferty does have an inflammation, even a light or slight inflammation in his Achilles, actually the artificial surface probably won't help it anyway. So he may well have been, you know, it may, it may, I mean, Stephen Gerrard might may well be thinking, listen, I'm not maybe going to risk you anyway uh, in that particular game. Rangers still should have enough quality, let's be honest, uh, to win the match without Kyle Lafferty. But if, if, if the rule is there, uh, which it is, and the Northern Ireland Association believe that they're within their rights to to invoke it, as I said, then it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. And I'm not a great lover of, you know, I know Barry's saying there about, well, Rangers pay his wages and all that stuff. That's the same for every international, mm-hmm. for any player. And you've seen so many of the players there going away. Um, there's England, uh, you know, going away there. And, you know, it's a sort of English, not English players, but the English Premier League. There's Salah's coming back with India. Van Dyke's supposed to be yeah. Manny, all yeah. these kind of guys. And they'll all be, you know, with the amount of money these guys get and uh, the level that they're expected to play at, there'll, there'll be a lot of unhappy managers yeah. when their players return with a niggle or a bad injury. And there has been occasions like John Kennedy, for instance, many years ago, having a severe injury. So it can happen. But listen, to me, if you want to play for your country, that's how you risk you've got. You've just got just generally, I'm not necessarily meaning because of Kyle Lafferty or because of anyone else. 
does it feel like as time goes on and you know pressure on managers rises and, and the money in the game gets greater and so on do you think that relationship between club and country is just going to continue to get more and more strained as time goes on yeah I actually think it's it's been kind of decent because you've not really seen that this real involvement now, listen Charlie Mulgrew mm-hmm. when he turned up for international duty nine days ago gave his interview to the media and he said oh I've, I've had managers Telling me to pull out with a sore yeah, toe yeah. And, and, and a bruised fingernail and all that kind of stuff. He says, but I still turn up when he was asked about the Lee Griffiths mm-hmm. situation. So it goes on. So I think relationships uh, are decent, but it's also probably the Northern Ireland FA want to send out a message to all their players. It just so happens that Kyle Lafferty plays in Scotland for Rangers, so it becomes a story over here for us. But it's maybe them saying, listen, we won't be messed about with. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you are making yourself available for, for selection in our eyes, you better have a damn good reason for no turning up. So it so happens that this player happens to, uh, to play um, in Scotland. But I think in time, if this is going to be the case, then more and more football clubs will be saying to their players, I don't think about hanging the international boots up. I, I think priority of matches, or the type of matches God might play an influence. So for instance, if you're in a European Championship, mm-hmm. you know, if you're in the World Cup, not, not the qualifiers, you know, the, the tournament, then they know themselves that it can enhance their club, it can enhance their profile, it can enhance their value, all these sort of things. So they won't be as inclined to not want them taking part in these type of tour. But there's a few games, particularly the friendlies, that you can see now that they don't want their players to go away in. Um, I think it was Graham Soonis, I think in his book, said that he, 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 you know, there was a couple of occasions where he, you know, certain games he felt, no, well, listen, I can maybe do with that. The other thing is, <laughs> the, your depth of squad Northern Ireland don't have a huge squad and a pool yeah. to pick from so Kyle Lafferty is one of their major players so there, there's a few things that um, you know that they can they can impact on it but for me I think the players now at the very top level want to play in the Champions League they want to play in World Cups but there are a few games now I think the clubs would say oh, wait a minute well, Alex McLeish himself said he, he let Kieran Tierney go because you think he played 80, 82 matches or something like that almost mm-hmm. and he just felt as if he needed a breather so and he's an international manager making that decision so you can understand how club managers maybe feel similar right so one four one nine five one one zero two five. we'd love to hear from you you can send us a tweet mm-hmm. at Clyde SSB as well uh, Robert Perez is in Glasgow he's promoting the, the star sixes at the hydro uh, and he's been talking about Celtic's French connection hear what he had to say after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We kicked off talking about Kyle Lafferty, blocked by the Irish FA for turning out for Rangers this weekend. On Twitter at Clyde SSB, Scott Dixon says, bit childish, yeah, but he wouldn't have been in the starting 11 anyway this weekend, especially with an Achilles problem, he says, on the kid on surface. A bit harsh, but I, I know what he means. Uh, listen, that, that may well be it. Jimmy maybe wouldn't have played, but it's probably not the point. You know yourself as a manager, you like to decide as a yeah. manager, don't you? Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, the, the guys are right. He probably wouldn't start, but uh, he has a still a fantastic option. The Rangers don't have too many uh, other options. Sadiq's obviously not hit the ground running yet, and, uh, you know, in that particular uh, area of the pitch, if, if Morelos does get a little bit tired, or if they want to change mm. things round, they don't really have it. And, and Lafferty certainly gives you um, a, a different type of proposition for the opposition. Uh, 0141-951-1025 is the phone number on Twitter. We're at Clyde SSB. Um, Mark, if you're looking... 
at the international break from a, a Celtic perspective then coming back into maybe not a great deal of my goodness we've been over the league Griffiths situation so let's yeah. let's not revisit that one um, I'm looking at some of the other names involved what, what would you read into Daniel Arzani coming on and playing for 20 minutes for Australia and having not yet featured at all for Celtic does that mean we might see him soon or um no, I wouldn't expect to see him soon in a Celtic no. jersey. I, I, only Brendan Rodgers will be able to answer that. Um, Gordon's maybe worth asking him tomorrow or Friday whenever he, he's pressers. You know what the the update is in terms of of the players' uh, progress over the past. I mean, how long has he been there? Seven weeks or something like that. You know, so it's, it's not a long, it's not a long, um, it's not a long time. Would he be ahead of Scott Sinclair or even Lewis Morgan, James Forrest? I'd imagine. With all respect He'll be nowhere near that you know? I don't think he's been On the bench yet though Has he So maybe no, just even He's not registered in Europe In the Europa League team uh, squad So no The, the fact that he gets on For his, his country Would be a boost for the boy And maybe come back With a wee spring in his step And it might kind of You know help him go on But they expect him To be making an impact This side of the year Over the next two mm. months No Yeah I mean again You've got Mikey Johnson as well who's Mikey Johnson I forgot team, about him Jim yeah. Who's come into the team recently And started games And stuff like that You know so you know, listen, top, we keep saying top level clubs is about competition. So he has to get fit, he has to adjust to Scottish football, the style of football that, that Brendan Rodgers wants to play, the balance of the team, mm. all of those things. And it takes time as he's a, he's a young player. Um, so Is that um, perhaps the key then, that adjustment side of it? Because, I mean, he's, he's probably fit if he played yeah. 20 minutes for his country, but maybe just about fitting in. Yeah, in yeah other areas. he's only played in Australia, you know. So, so he, he, he you know, obviously he comes over here to Manchester City, and he's he's but he's not played at a top level. I mean, so if he's playing for his national team and he's playing, he's only been playing. I think in the uh, the European Championship, he only played a a, a yeah. couple of substitute appearances. So, listen, he's got a lot to learn, mm-hmm. but you know his potential, and and I think the the fact that he's done a two year deal, Celtic probably thought right, maybe up until Christmas we'll get him up to yeah. speed, ready, adapted, and then. They've got the best part of eighteen months out of him. If that happens and he do, and he is he does fulfil the uh, the potential that somebody like Willie Wallace said he has, then you know it could still be a fantastic signing for Celtic. But he does have that competition, and as, as Mark said, there's there's a lot of wide players at Celtic mm-hmm. that uh, they're not going to give their jersey up easy. Even look at if you think back to a couple of years ago when Patrick Roberts signed in loan. Now he was a ten million quid player from from Fulham. If you look at Patrick Roberts start, He didn't make an impact In the first year Four months yeah. of the season You know So you've got to take that Into account as well It's not easy Just to come Just because Man City have signed you You know They didn't sign him for PSG They signed him for Australia mm-hmm. so You've got to give him time Right this is Wednesday Of International Week This is where we turn our attention Back to the domestic stuff Some of you Have been waiting To get back To the, the domestic stuff So give us a call Let us know what's on your mind 01419511025 We are on Twitter At Clyde SSB uh, Robert Pires Is in town Not often In Glasgow But he's promoting The Star Sixes At the SSE Hydro um, And he's been speaking About Celtic He says French youngsters Odson Edouard And Olivier and Cham Can use Moussa Dembele As their inspiration And develop into top players The former national winger Says he was impressed With Dembele's time in Glasgow And he thinks the Hoops Is a great place For other French players To learn their trade but I think they have a good, uh, yeah, they have a good, the guy, they have a good future. But uh, for 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 both, it's uh, important to to play. And if you play, for example, in Celtic or Rangers, this is a good opportunity because maybe one day they can go for to France. I think it's like uh, it's like um, Moussa Dembélé. He play for me. He play very well at Celtics. 
and Lyon, they spend a lot of money for him because he's a great player, because he can help some teams like uh, like Olympic Lyon. Mm. So I think for the guys, the, the French guys, they play for Celtics. This is a good example, you know, because all of them, when you are a player, you want to reach a, a good level or sometimes the high level. But for this, Celtic or Rangers, or if you play in Scotland, is a good for me. Is a good uh, for me. Is a very good opportunity for yeah for the players. Oh. What a cracking fixture from a Celtic and Hibs perspective to get back underway into the domestic stuff. Absolute cracker, isn't it? Oh yeah, it is. I mean that is a proper game of football where I would imagine you know Celtic part of you know uh, over fifty eight, fifty nine thousand um, inside it, and it'll be absolutely bouncing. The Hibs fans will travel through as will Neil Lennon and these players, feeling that they can win the game. Absolutely no doubt, Hibs will get in this game feeling they can win it, and rightly so. And for Celtic. They're coming on the back of a a six 0 one at St Johnson, which was a really good performance. Like Sir James Forrest, clean sheet, etc., etc. But you know, the, 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 any kind of rhythm possibly disrupted. So it's up to Celtic to show that they've not been disrupted mm-hmm. by the ten day international break and they can go and kick on. But I have to say, it is a mouth watering ninety minutes. It'll be full of attacking football, and I think Gordon as well. Plenty of goals. Yeah, I think Gibbs have been the best side I've seen this year. I've seen them several times live. And they've been they've been absolutely magnificent, um, great going forward. But the one thing I do think is I think it will suit Celtic, because most teams that go to Celtic part camp, you know they sit maybe eight nine men behind mm-hmm. the ball, and Celtic have found that difficult at times of slowing the game down. They break uh, they break the play up, and that's frustrated Celtic and their supporters, and they haven't really get a rhythm and a bit of momentum. Whereas I don't think Hibs will do that. I think Hibs will come. They'll play their normal uh, attacking style. Uh, you know, if they play, sometimes they play three to back, sometimes it's four. But if they play with the wing backs, they'll go for it. If they don't, even you know, with a back four, they'll still push up and go at Celtic. They've got real pace, and I think it'll be a very open game. And in an open game, I think then Celtic will uh, suit Celtic better. I agree with Matt. I think there'll be goals in it. I'll be amazed mm. if it's a tight, uh, you know, if it's a nil nil or a one nil. But um, you know, it's it's, a, it's definitely a. Um, the match of the weekend I think This is a tough school On this programme As you well know So Jim Duffy's Slip of the tongue Where he said that Daniel Arzani played In the European Championships I knew he meant The World, World Cup, Cup. It's a slip World of the tongue World Let World it go um, yeah. to, to the 15 or so people Who are not wanting <laughs> To let you live it down yeah. On Twitter We are really sorry Really okay. I apologise yeah, I meant to say The World Cup right. In the summer um, The Russian World Cup okay, <laughs> And on, on Daniel Arzani As well Jamie Barr says Rogers will play any player When he feels it's right He won't be dictated to by anyone 01419511025 I like this one Just listening to Robert Perez uh, Jim McLaughlin says Did anyone ask Robert Perez How much of an influence On his career Was his game against Partick Thistle In the Intertoto Cup For Mets <laughs> I was there And thought Paul Kinnaird Was better <laughs> Is that, Can oh, you remember well, that probably game probably, probably thought He was better as well So that'd oh, be alright When would that be No about 95 Summer of 95 Summer of 96 I, that think, would be it, for it. Well, I, I think by Jerry Collins Was he not The number would that not been Lambie? Yeah, Lambie. Well, I left this one ninety two, and Paul played then in ninety two, and he was there for a couple of years after that. So it's probably you, you're right, but ninety three, ninety four, I probably guess. Just, but, uh, just listening to Robert Perez talking about Odson Edward Livy and Cham. He's obviously got a vested interest there, being a Frenchman, talking about them following in, in Moussa Dembele's footsteps. How key are guys like Edward and Cham? In terms of If they can hit their top level Between say now and Christmas that How, how big a part will that play In, in what Celtic can achieve In Sham and Edward um, Massive You know Particularly uh, In Sham um, You know I think he can 
become the real driving force in the team almost allowing Scott Brown to take a back seat if you like and that might, might sound not possible but you know if you get what I mean um, Edward maybe to a slightly lesser um, extent but Encham um, has the ability and what Celtic need to hope for is that Encham doesn't rock the boat um, in January and it just keeps his head down and stays focused till the end of the season then I think you know more than likely he'd move on at the end of the season but what Celtic don't need um, is in Cham to be really itching to get a move away in January because he had offers in the summer Celtic could have cashed in um, decided not to but um, they don't need that kind of disruption again in, in a couple of months time I suppose these things can always go one of two ways Jim because Robert Pires is, is hoping that Edward and Cham use Dembele as inspiration and that could well mean that Cham says that's it I'm going to get my head down and I mean, I'm going to play to my best and then I'll get a move eventually mm. or it says oh, you know, my pal's away and I'm a bit disappointed mm. that he's so you know sometimes these things can work in a number of ways yeah and obviously if Cham did go then I'm sure Edward wouldn't be too happy either because all his mates would be going but listen it's the nature of football and particularly the way the football is now it's a global game you know players change and, and, and move all over the world um, so if you're a, a young player or whatever you know you've got to accept that but I'm with Mark I think that uh, If all Olivia Cham You know If Celtic go Speak to him Say listen Win us a championship This year Get us qualifying For the uh, The the Champions League Again next year Okay there'll be qualifiers But you know Get us Get us into that That position And then we'll consider it You know what I mean uh, Depending on the offer But Don't don't be As I said the Knocking on the door in January And saying mm. we want to go somewhere Because Again, I say that doesn't do anyone any favours, but I think these conversations, and unfortunately nowadays, have to be done months in advance. You yeah. know all these things now because you know you don't want it to happen in January. Uh, but it, you know there doesn't seem to be at this moment in time any you know I, I thought that 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 could be in, yeah, his, exactly. his, in, in the pipeline. So I think he's going to get back playing at his best. He's not he's not played anywhere near the level he can play all living in champ. I think he's an outstanding player, but. His form is severely dipped this year And like a lot of young players He's going to have to find a way to Roll his sleeves up and get himself back on back on track Mark is a Rangers fan on the line What's your point tonight Mark? Well I was going to talk about the Kyle Laffey I'm not going to bore you I'm going to talk about something else that's just came up there Change your mind already right. FTV News mm. uh, Might hang with Jim Duffy It's Morton About obviously the takeover bid With Morton with Mike Ashley The East Dales and Mark I'm but see the guy that took the Rangers. Uh, I'm biased. I am. Are there any truth in that? <laughs> well, this is. A... It's an old white an American. It was in the STF news. Yeah, yeah, no, it's been. It's, it's widely reported today. Just Martin. one thing though, I don't no, think Mike Ashley's in for. You're right. No, I was just going to say Mike nothing Ashley, to do with Mike Ashley, but but there you there you go. So Morton actually issued a, a statement on it a bit earlier on, basically saying that the guys had been down for a look around. Uh, I think it was one of the youth team games they went along to, basically saying they're they're open to, to any discussion which could involve investments. Not really committing to saying whether it's it's happening, mm-hmm. but sort of open to any any future. I think I think investment. in Scottish football, um, you, you know, you've got to uh, listen to anyone who's. Potentially an investor, you know, particularly a club yeah. like Morton. You know, if they've get if they get somewhere between fifteen hundred and two thousand kind of fan base, and, and you know, of course, if they do well, there's more. But in generally speaking, when about two thousand mark uh, a home home fan, so if they don't have, have you know investors, um, then obviously they can only go to a, a certain point, and and then and then the wage structure and all these things they have to put a ceiling on that. But if they can get outside investors like the ones that's been discussed today then that might take them to the next level. 
But um, but I think that would be the case for just about any provincial club in Scotland um, if they could have the, a similar sort of interest. And I'll be interested to see how this develops. There's talk about maybe like using Morton as a kind of feeder club. Again, I don't think the Morton fans would would like to see that. You know, they they want to see their club um, on their own merits. Did you, you get know, the impression towards the end of your time that it, it, the club was at least seeking to move in a different direction, whatever that direction may be? Well, obviously, I, I predominantly, well, not predominantly, all the time worked with uh, the previous chairman, um, the, the, the late Douglas Ray, and uh, and uh, he obviously, I think, you know, was totally committed to 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 you know, obviously uh, to Morton and to doing things his way with, with his financial uh, backing. Obviously, um, now that it's, it's Crawford Ray's son that's involved, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe Crawford's thinking, well, maybe it's time to look at the, a different direction. Maybe he feels his time, his family's invested enough in it over the years and it's time to look for uh, a new challenge. I mean, you, only one person can answer that and that's and that's Crawford. Mm. 01419511025. That's the number you need. Let's talk domestic football. Let's try our best and put the Scotland stuff behind us. If you still really, really want to get it off your chest, you can give us a call or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard uh, We wish Glasgow City well Hopefully they can uh, produce some sort of second half comeback Because they are right up against it in Barcelona It's Barcelona 3, Glasgow City now Been a really tough opening half uh, in that Champions League game Hopefully a, a happier end to the match Maybe about 40 minutes or so remaining in that one It's 01419511025 on the phones On Twitter we are at Clyde SSB uh, Who's been hanging on the longest Let's be fair John is in Coatbridge Hi John Hi guys How you doing Gordon uh, Martin Jim Yeah good thanks oh, John That's uh, my point Really Mark right? See when, uh, when Kenny Miller Moved to Dundee right, I thought I said, There's something in the water here About Dan getting sacked right? See personally That man sitting next to you Should get a job With Dundee again Who me? <laughs> Oh, oh, Jim, sorry. Jim Duffy should get the job. <laughs> uh, the the Dundee job, sorry, John. It's it's not a great line. Um, well, look, I, I I said this. There's a lot of jobs about, and we were asked the same <laughs> question, <laughs> and it was Party Thistle last week. And I'll give the same answer for a guy like Jim Duffy. My opinion, not because he's sitting next to me, but because I think he most certainly deserves an interview, a chance to put forward his case for a job such as Dundee, and he's got a strong affinity. Um, with the club as well But my understanding John is that it's going to be Jim McIntyre And I'd be very surprised If the deal's not done Within 24 hours What about John's first point Because I've seen this a lot That oh, we well seen Neil McCann get sacked after But I mean Kenny Miller joined Dundee Quite a while ago A lot has changed since then You can't really be linking the two Surely In terms of Kenny Miller only went there <laughs> To try and get the job Or to do Neil McCann No that, that's That's wrong um, Because Kenny Miller Isn't he going to get the job you know, I think it'll be Jim McIntyre. If it's not Jim McIntyre, it won't be Kenny Miller. And you know, if they don't have a manager in place for for Saturday's game, it'll be um, Jimmy Boyle and James McPake mm. that'll be in charge. So Kenny Miller is there, signed as a player. And do you know what? Has Kenny Miller ever said that he wants to go back into management so soon after what happened at Livingston? Probably not. No, Kenny wants to be a player. That's the first thing he he didn't. I mean, when he was at Livingston, they wanted him to give up the playing side of it. Initially, they brought him in and think a good idea, and then they thought, "Me a minute, it's, it's too much work in the Premier League," and they're probably right. And so they wanted me to just focus on being a manager. He felt he was good enough to play at the top level, 
and therefore they made a, a an agreement to to go their, their separate ways. And he had Man wanting him, Dundee wanting him, and he, he chose to, mm-hmm. to go to Dundee. Um, listen, he'll be a, a whoever whoever takes over there. Um, Kenny will be an important player for him. But listen, he got sent off. I think was it his first or second game. He missed two games in a two match ban, mm-hmm. uh, and then he just come back in. And it's it's one of those situations where. You know, people sometimes they look at an experienced player coming in. Oh, wait a minute! If it doesn't go right, he he'll be you know he'll be wanting your job. But if you're a manager, you've got to have faith in your own ability, belief in your own ability, and not worry about uh, everyone else. There's a thousand mm. people always want your job anyway. There's thousands of people around the stadium think they can do their job better. So you, you can't worry about things like that. And uh, unfortunately, with Neil losing his job, um, obviously this the you know the the rumours will start again. But Listen, John. I mean, as I said before, I'm a, an unemployed manager. I've said this on the program before, and if if an opportunity comes up to work at a good level, then I'm happy. But it, it doesn't necessarily mean that that the you know other people uh, think the same. So Dundee are a good club, a fantastic club. I think they're a Premier League club. I think the Premier League needs them, um, and hopefully, you know, you know, over the next. Um, few days they can get the right guy in place and they can start moving up the table I always love it when the, the tweeters just put Jim on the spot it means I don't I don't have to I can just pass the blame it's like don't shoot the messenger George Spears says is there any truth in Jim Duffy going to Dumbarton as reported in the Sun today I don't know if there's truth in it but again I've just said there earlier on I'm a, I'm a guy looking for a job and uh, you know uh, if, if, if a, a job whether it's Dumbarton whether it's Queen's Park uh, a couple of weeks ago um, whether it's Partick Thistle if there's jobs there Then I'm interested That's, that, that's the yeah, bottom line exactly. I'm interested because That's what I do for a living <laughs> So um, You know I, I, In an ideal world um, You know You want to try and get yourself In a good club With good ambition Who you think you can improve And that's that's really what you what you want to try and do So In, in a short answer Yeah I'd be interested mm. What about the the timing then of, of Neil McCann's departure and everything that, that, that's gone along with that because remember we had this must win game didn't we and he, and he won it at Hamilton um, so to then have to leave some time after amidst all this talk about trying to get an experienced head in alongside him yeah well I, I think there's there's been you know a split in the Dundee board I think there was a situation where some wanted to part company immediately after the last game um, at the start of the international break when they lost at home to Marnock he managed to hang on. It was then put to him that he needed more experience. Um, you know, Jim Jeffries, Billy Brown, Archie Knox. I'd heard all sorts of names. That, that uh, and one thing that for sure about that that was to be Neil McCann's appointment. There wasn't somebody getting foisted on him. Yeah, the board I think suggested it, but I think it was to be Neil McCann's idea. Um, but for reason he couldn't get something over the line. And then I was really surprised. I thought he'd managed to kind of weather the storm. Um, if you like, of the initial kind of one of those one or two moves to try and replace him. Um, and you know it came out of the blue last night um, it just makes you wonder if he really wanted to do it then he, I think he should have done it a week ago but look they've decided to do it now and you know the best got on with it Neil McCann went in there to, to keep Dundee up in his first season he managed to do that second season they survived as well but having watched him a couple of times this season and in their last game it just wasn't going well enough and I can totally understand why the club have decided to make a change Thanks to John and Cope Bridge I'm just going to quickly move it on so I can squeeze one more in before the news Stevie's in Bailison What's your point tonight Stevie? Uh, I've been trying going all week club, and obviously just, I think everybody was being a wee bit harsh with Alec McLeishan obviously the couple of games didn't go the best but I mean, this one hadn't won a game in two years. I watched Albania again, and they beat them. So they did. I mean, so I think they're getting better. 
obviously when they get their better players back. Obviously not me know that the boys you know, they weren't comfortable with the system. Uh, MD that listens to the show knows I, I coach football, you know what I mean? But Jim will probably back me up here, you know what I mean? The, the manager says what we're playing, who we're playing and what why we're playing. Simple as. Has there been an overreaction then? That's Stevie's initial point. Are we overreacting? I I don't know. Football is emotive, so it's hard to say whether you overreact. But I think because the performance was so poor, I think that I think if we'd have been down there fighting, you know, really, you know, unlucky, you know, had a few shots at goal, you know, you know, few goal scrambles, etc., been right in the match. But after you know we scored, you know even even before we scored, was just it was just a a, a poor overall performance. I think so many players played poorly on the night, um, so I think it's more to do with that. I think if you're not far away, if you can see you know shoots or recovery or, or you know you know a chance, you think oh wait a minute. But I, I'm of of the opinion. Listen, you give a manager, uh, you know a, a target, and that is to try and win this group, this mini group. So. Let them let him go for it. That's yeah. as far as I'm and then concerned. Deal with it at the yeah. End. Uh, so Absolutely. for for me, the next Albania and Israel game, if we get six points, then people can can you know they'll refer back to it at times, but it certainly it won't be won't it matter. Won't, won't matter in the, in the big uh, big picture. Um, if he doesn't, then Alec will probably know himself. Listen, this hasn't been good enough, and then they can they can start thinking about mm. you know what changes are required. Yeah, I, I agree. I've said that. Give Alec McLeish to the end of the campaign. Review it um, in the middle of November. Um, after the it's Albania away in Israel at home we finish off with Israel on a Tuesday night at Hamden if we've topped a group great you're guaranteed a playoff and Alec gets the the, the the sort of European Championship qualifier campaign proper the normal campaign that we're all the, used to yeah. the draw is made to best my knowledge December, December the 2nd in yeah. Dublin on a Sunday afternoon if he doesn't top the group and I don't want to be negative but he doesn't top the group then I think his job will be under threat I think it's well within Alec and the players' grasp to go and top that group. I definitely do. Stevie? Yeah, I, I, I agree, boys. I mean, I don't think I was... Obviously, I mean, people turn around and sit and say, you know, we should have beat Georgia this game, we should have beat this team and that team. And obviously, I've seen Scotland in the World Cup and should have beat Morocco, should have beat this one. But the, the last time, obviously, I mean, they were comparing the other night to all these games when he first came in, but he'd walk a Smith's team, boys, you know what I mean? It's, it has players and... I mean, it was already a steady ship. All he had to do was just sort of like get on board with it. You know what I mean? This time it's a wee bit more tougher. That is the other element to this, isn't it? Because everyone, well, I say everyone, the the the, the common consensus when Alex McLeish came in was that it was it was time to time to move on. It was time to move on from the guys who'd failed in the last two campaigns, try to give new players a chance, mm-hmm. try and move forward. But now that we've had a couple of disappointing results, we're then hearing, saying, nah, we're calling up players who are not good enough for international <laughs> level. So yeah, it, it is a difficult balance. Listen, you know, when we look to the, 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 the mini group, Israel and Albania, I don't, listen, you know, we, we, we're always optimistic, but I think you we, have to be, we yeah. have to be realistic and think, wait a minute, that is the best yeah. opportunity we've yeah. had so. in, in a couple of decades to get at least to the playoffs mm, yeah, You know absolutely. So I don't think We were asking for too much I think that You know With the group of players We've got Regardless of who's fit And who's available We should be good enough To win that That three group uh, Three team group Beat the pundit With goals In the Scottish Sun The SPFL And EPL Latest Every Monday Wednesday And Saturday
In the second hour of tonight's show We're going to look at the ticket situation For the League Cup semi-final Between Aberdeen and Rangers So get your thoughts in ahead of that one But in the meantime It's time for you to get involved with Beat the Pundit Mark Weedy and Jim Duffy are both here They're both ready to play And if you want to take them on 0141 951 1025 Do it now, do it quickly You only have until the news at 7 o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com board. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Give us your thoughts on the League Cup semi final between Aberdeen and Rangers. It looks like there could be thousands and thousands of empty seats. Um, Aberdeen have, as, you, as is their right, decided to sell them in a certain way. It leads to some segregation. Uh, complications And it means that there could be a number of empty seats Give us your thoughts if you've been following that story 01419511025 Because that's coming up after this Beat the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday It is time for Beat the Pundit though Hugh, uh, not Hugh, who's Hugh? He's not here this, It's because he's here so often He's just like autopilot As <laughs> Jim and Mark are standing by One of them is going to be up against Daryl Who's a Celtic fan in Barhead Confident tonight Daryl? Yeah Confident Yeah I like that Man of few words as well That's, uh, that's fine Quiet confidence I don't mind that Let's toss the coin And see who you're up against Heads it is going to be Mark Guidi And tails it will be Jim Duffy So let's see what we've got And it is heads So Mark Guidi up against Daryl from Barhead Let me give Mark some Clyde too So that he can't listen in to us And we'll get your clock up and running Daryl you've got 30 seconds You're going head to head you can pass, remember Here's your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Yep, ready In what year did Kyle Lafferty get his first Northern Ireland cap? 2012 Who sponsors the Challenge Cup in Scotland? I am Bruce What nationality is New Hibs signing Haralampos Mavrias? Greek At which Scottish team did Gordon Strachan begin his playing career? Aberdeen St Mirren Loney Hayden Coulson has returned to which English club? Uh, Charlton Who's top of League 2 in Scotland? Uh, okay, they were quite tough tonight Daryl I thought let me bring Mark Guidi back Mark, can you hear me? Yes, right, got you Same set of questions to you You ready? Mm-hmm, yep <laughs> Let's do it In what year did Kyle Lafferty get his first Northern Ireland cap? Uh, 2008 Six. Who sponsors the Challenge Cup in Scotland? I am Brew. What nationality is New Hibs signing Haralampos Mavrias? Uh, at which Scottish team did Gordon Strachan begin his playing career? Dundee. St Mirren Loney Hayden Coulson has returned to which English club? Who's top of Scottish League 2? Stranra. How many points do Dundee currently have in the Scottish Premiership? They have three. Okay. Darrell, I thought they were quite tough. Would you agree? Ah, I did die, but yeah, they were. They were quite tricky. I think you think you've been what? Speak comfortably. <laughs> Let's go through it. Uh, in what year did Kill Lafferty get his first Northern Ireland cap? Is that a guess, Mark Guidi? Two. I, I, well, I can I figure that calculated it, it, guess. He signed for Rangers in 2007, 2008. So I thought he'd been capped before then. You're yeah. right, 2006. Right okay. on the money. One 0 to Mark Guidi. It went two 0 because Iron Brew sponsored the Challenge Cup. Um, I can't believe I'm now going to have to try and pronounce this for a third go time. Yeah. Luckily. Hibs did put a video on their Twitter of the player pronouncing his own name. Although it's it's spelled Charalampos, Uh he says it's just Haralampos. And he prefers to be called, wait for it, 
Harry Brilliant So from now on He's Harry All that matters for the question Brilliant. Is that he's Greek And you both got it correct So it's 3-1 to Mark Weary It went to 4-1 Gordon Strachan began his playing career With Dundee uh, Darrell, listen You ran into a Mark Weary on form tonight Because Hayden Coulson has returned to Middlesbrough 5-1 Top of League 2 Edinburgh City Edinburgh City ah, And you know what right. We're going to have Stranraer on the phone By the way Because this but is the, they, in this, one, no? they, they are in League 1 And yeah. this is the second time In a, in a matter of weeks <laughs> That someone on Beat the Pundit Has put them in League 2 oh, Do you know what And I need to put Because They're doing well I, I, I play six a size Every week with Alan Waddle you Who's do. in the coaching staff yeah. At Stranraer So my apologies uh, Mark, Mark Wilson did it A couple of weeks ago Honestly Stranraer Are going to be raging with us Right uh, <laughs> Edinburgh City Are top of League 2 How many points Did Dundee currently have In the Premiership It is Three uh, That one win of course Against Hamilton Ackies So it's Six for Mark Guidi Only one for you Daryl He was on form And the questions were tough It was a bad combination Hard lines I think it was two I got the Iron Brew one or not Oh did you? Alright there we go I'll add that I'll take your word for it Since yeah. it doesn't really matter There yes. we go Six two Unlucky Daryl yeah. There we are Unlucky. My apologies Six two it was Uh Dundee yeah, my have appointed Jim McIntyre mm-hmm. as their new manager. Yeah. That was quick. My word. It was, in fact, it was 20, <laughs> 25 hours ago uh, we had the breaking news on the show that uh, Neil McCann was leaving. Yeah. And uh, 25 hours on, Neil McCann, um, Jim McIntyre's his replacement. Are yeah. we interested in that one? Because uh, Billy Dodds normally goes with uh, Jim McIntyre as yeah. the last couple of years. But Oh, did we fought? I think they were up there when it was with Gordon Chisholm, didn't he? Uh, uh, you know, a few mm-hmm. years back. So, it'll uh, be interesting to see. I know it's a different uh, board and that mm-hmm. stuff, but you know, sometimes fans can be less than forgiving. Well, we did have a tweet. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, I can find it. Um, asking about the the impact of. Uh, Jim McIntyre's Dundee United connection mm. to to the way the fans would take him. Yeah, I said, does he matter if he keeps him up? Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah, there's been there's obviously been a couple of cross uh, clubs. Gordon Wallace, Jim McLean, famously That's went right, from yeah. Dundee to Dundee United. Uh, Jockey Scott, I think, is also I think coached at uh, Dundee United That's for right. a little spell. So there's been a there's been a few occasions. Gordon Chisholm, as we as we as we mentioned, right, yeah. Tyndice as well. Ian McCall. So there's been a there's been a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, often teams get praised only for moving quickly. That that just seems very quick, doesn't it? I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's, mm. that's very quick. Yeah, well, I mean, the the, the thing is that they've, they've clearly identified their number one target quickly, and they've managed to get it um, over the line. Jim was in the run for the Thistle job last week. He'd knocked back a couple of jobs last month. Falkirk um, being one of them. Um, you look at his track record at Ross County. Terrific CV. I think you know maybe the benefit of hindsight. Roy McGregor probably regretted actually sacking mm. Jim McIntyre uh, and Billy Dodds, but I think it's a good appointment. He knows his way around the league. He knows what to do. And, and one thing about the he demands, not easy to say, but he, he demands effort. You know, he, he demands a hundred percent. And and you know, certainly no player will, will be allowed yeah. to be in a comfort zone. If you've got any thoughts on that, we'll take them. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Breaking news this evening. Jim McIntyre is the new manager of Dundee He replaces Neil McCann in the Dens Park dugout Okay, I want your thoughts on this please 01419511025 It looks like there could be quite a few thousand empty seats At this month's League Cup semi-final between Aberdeen and Rangers It's hard to tell exactly But I mean, essentially it could be as many as 10,000 empty seats This comes about as Aberdeen have sold About half of their allocation Half of their 20,000 allocation uh, And because they've decided to sell 
the best views first So they want to look after their fans In the sense of giving them the best views Rather than starting at one side And going round and selling in blocks This now means that essentially Any unwanted tickets Can't be returned and given to Rangers Because of segregation issues mm. Nothing gets fans going And understandably so To be fair More than a good old mm. ticket debacle <laughs> Yeah I, mu- I must admit I find this one uh, Very surprising One uh, You know the, 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 the four teams I believe um, Share the money so if there's, there's fans missing, it does it doesn't help the atmosphere, but it also cost them money. But I still don't understand why, when the tickets were allocated, the SFA didn't give them ten thousand tickets for yeah. talking. SPFL on this occasion. SPFL, sorry, SPFL, give them ten thousand or fifteen thousand tickets and say this is block A, B, C, D, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you've sold them, if you sell them and you want another three or four thousand, there you are. But if you don't, then you know we're going to give me Rangers. I think. Hmm. I mean, is that not just sensible? I don't get that. And rather than take twenty thousand, you might not sell them. Sell them. Sell them and say ten thousand. Give us another five. Sell that. We'll give you another. Or they say to Aberdeen, "There's twenty thousand tickets. You give us the money for twenty thousand. <laughs> you know. So it's up to you to sell them. Yeah, you don't you're, sell you're them. hit for the bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Loved, I mean, it's. And any other kind of thing You couldn't go to a, a, a concert And say Well I'll tell you what Give me 10,000 tickets But I might not sell them But just, yeah. give, me them, just give me them anyway you know but, but I mean? We've been asked this before I, I remember there was one With, with Motherwell and Rangers um, and, and Motherwell held back part of a Rangers Part of Rangers allocation well, this, I think that was that play part of the playoff yeah. And I said I remember saying at the time You know I don't blame any home team For wanting to maximise What they can to win a game mm-hmm. um, And if that meant Some Rangers fans missing out Then so be it But on this occasion When it's a neutral venue um, I think yes SPFL should have Greater control And organisation over it But I'd hate to think Of any football fan If that means a Rangers fan Not being able to go and see Their team live in the semi-final Because of the way tickets It's totally wrong It's 100% wrong Jim's summed it up perfectly And it would be it'd be horrible If you turn on the telly um, A week on Saturday Whenever the game t- takes place and you're looking at empty empty seats. It's no nice. And you've got, you might have stopped two or three or four or five thousand Rangers fans oh. going to see that game. It is one hundred percent wrong. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five Rangers fans, Aberdeen fans. Let's hear from you. Uh, who's first up tonight? Williams in Port Glasgow. What do you make of this uh, ticket situation, William? Hi guys, how you doing? Hi William. Hi William. Um, it was just it was just a voice really. Um, Frustration really with Aberdeen. I think it's pathetic what they've done deliberately selling tickets so that they can't be released back to us. I'm one of the unfortunate few that actually missed out on them uh, through the ballot for the Rangers end. So obviously disappointed that I've missed out and that thousands of other Rangers fans will miss out as well because the bitterness and the pathetic behaviour of Aberdeen really. If they knew they weren't going to sell all the tickets, they you know, they cry about getting a 50-50 allocation. They cry about it again when they even get a few more thousand tickets and then they could barely sell half of them. It's pathetic, mm. really. Right. The, the reason they would give, William, uh, would be, of course, that they wanted to give their fans the best views because, you know, if you start selling them from one end to the other, you essentially would have to start with... I don't know if it's a restricted view as such But they wanted to reward their fans uh, By basically giving them the pick of the tickets Pick pick the best ones Pick the best seat that you want Do you, do you, do you see any sense in that? A little bit But at the same time If they knew that's what their plan was going to be Why did they not inform the SPFL of that? Yeah, I must have so, that the SPF, so that other plans could be put in place That could maybe have allowed A few extra Rangers fans Who didn't get, get tickets to 
I must admit, William, I don't get it. I mean, I, I, you know, you go to any major game, you've got an Aberdeen end and a Rangers end, and then you've got the bit, obviously it comes round mm. to, towards the halfway line. And one end will be bigger yeah, than the other. So, bit, yeah. so the vast, vast majority of Aberdeen fans are going to want to go behind the goal. Um, if you look at it, it's, you know, it's whatever the goal you pick. So you want to go behind the goal because that's where the traditionally where all the fans want to go. And if you're going to sell a couple of thousand at max, that they'll all be spread out all over the place. So I say, doesn't actually help your atmosphere. I don't think so. You know, you keep your all your fans together. And to me, you know, I just, I just, I don't understand it. I don't understand it from a business point of view. I don't understand it from a football point of view. And from they say the SPFL, I don't understand why they just didn't give Aberdeen, you know, the tickets. As I said to you, for you know the the, the area that they mm. want to see done, and and from a safety aspect on these kind of things, with the big debate about the whole thing about the two teams, uh, so the two games playing the city in the one day. So obviously, safety has to be a major part now. Now. The, if you know, regardless, as William says, they can't sell those tickets now mm. to Rangers fans. It cannot be done. I remember at the weekend of the semi-finals last year, Mark. We it just so happened we had Alan Burrows from Motherwell in the studio that weekend. Remember, yeah. it was Hibs, Hibs and Celtic at Hamden. Yeah, and then Motherwell, Motherwell Rangers, Rangers the following the, day. The following day. Yeah. Uh, so, and and he he explained it to us at the time. And Motherwell then did this, of course, for the two finals that they played against Celtic, where they basically started selling from one end. To the other, got to the got to the point where they couldn't sell anymore or wouldn't sell anymore, and then those remaining tickets became available to Celtic. Mm-hmm. That of course seems, I mean, it seems pretty sensible. But then again, if you're Aberdeen, you would say, "Well, hold on, we want to give our fans the best view possible." So you can kind of see where both are coming from. You can, but you know, what? I think Jim's point great because. You know, we've got to remember this isn't a game at Pataudry. Yeah, this is a national semi-final at Hamden Park, one of our showcase games of the season. We're trying to attract sponsors. You're trying to keep sponsors. You're trying to show off our game from a marketing point of view and all the rest of it. That should be a fifty thousand sellout, and if that means that it's thirty-two thousand Rangers fans and eighteen thousand Aberdeen fans, so be it. But I think the point Jim Jim made there, you know, if you take twenty thousand. And you don't sell them And you Particularly when you go about Selling them in that way That stops the allocation Being handed back mm-hmm. You're hit for the bill <laughs> Seriously And that By the way It would soon change Now it's not Aberdeen's fault That if it's only 10 or 12 or 14,000 I've got the appetite to go But On the other hand It's totally unfair To lock out Any football fan from going to see a game of football, particularly when it's a national semi-final, and also when there's tickets there, yeah. If it's a sellout, you can't do anything about yeah. it. But there could be any number of tickets between two thousand and ten thousand tickets available, and that—that's the most frustrating mm. thing. But you know, everyone and every fan, whether it's Aberdeen, whether it's Rangers, they all say the most important people are the fans. Well, it doesn't seem to be the case yeah. in this particular in this uh, situation. Um, and Hail Caesar is. Is actually right I was about to bring this up He says Don't remember the SPFL Or the media Being too upset When Hibs did this In last year's League Cup semi So that, that did happen On the Saturday That's how the conversation With Alan Burrows Came about this time Last year Because The Sunday Didn't have the same problem But on the Saturday There were Empty seats uh, Billy says Gordon Duncan Making a complete Nonsense excuse For Aberdeen And the semi It's not my excuse Billy It doesn't make much Difference to me <laughs> I'm saying that's That's but what you, Aberdeen Would say But you know what back that just when, I, I was unaware I can't remember That that situation With Hibs That's happened now Again with Aberdeen And it makes me laugh Because our authorities That run Not just their game But all over It's Lessons will be learned yeah. 
We'll take on mm-hmm. Bob. We'll make sure that, mm-hmm. and there you are, just allowing yeah, go, the yeah. same thing yeah. to happen again, mm-hmm. and locking out fans from seeing a game. It's not fair. Charlie's in Airdrie. What's your take on this ticket situation, Charlie? Uh, hi, good yeah, good. Thanks. Charlie directly well, I think Char- it's between Charlie, you and your, your all, man all, all I'd say and, and I'm no lax I don't want to see you locked out the game I'd love to see you getting a ticket but when somebody says to you don't phone me back I'll call you it just, I, I would fear the worst in that kind of situation you know? uh, on Twitter Matthew Elric and by the way Aberdeen fans let's hear from you always keen to hear both sides of the debate Matthew says uh, the blame for this lies firmly at the door of the SPFL not giving us half the north stand and allowing us to sell from their round giving us the worst seats in the ground means this was always going to happen Matthew says um, in fact we've got a couple of Aberdeen fans getting in touch as well yeah Charlie I wish I could offer you more Assistance I would just phone him back I'd, 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 I'd keep pesting yeah. him Charlie Don't listen to him Exactly yeah. He might give in Yep I can hear oh. you Charlie I see the guy That deals with my tickets right? uh-huh. He's always genuine He always makes sure I get them Right yep. Be and, confident uh, I just can't understand How this time It seems to be Held up Well listen I, The problem is Charlie I, I've no idea If this is in relation To, to this situation um, directly Whether it's to do with the the, the, the the gaps that are going to be left In the Aberdeen end I have no idea I I, I do apologise I don't By the sounds of what you're saying Gordon What I'm saying Rangers fans aren't going to get Any extra tickets in terms like of, it, yeah. They're not going to get A chunk out of that yeah. 20,000 Aberdeen have decided To take 20,000 Sell it the way They want to sell it And any tickets they don't get Will be handed back yeah. But will not be handed back To be sold to Rangers fans Yeah it's too late now Because Aberdeen yeah. have already Sold those As you say Best seats in the house so they can't, they can't yeah, It's a segregation thing You yeah, can't then put yeah, Rangers yeah, fans in the middle put them in, in between the two sets of it. And plus they could be dotted All mm. over the place So it's not going to change Unfortunately Few uh, More than a few opinions Coming in on Twitter Stuart says If Aberdeen qualify for the final They should get the same number of tickets They sell for the semi And no more uh, Enter Sandman Says oh, Can someone explain to Jim The view behind the goals Is terrible Even worse uh, The closer to the pitch The sideline stands off For the best view Good on Aberdeen For looking after their fans I've been many times Gordon Behind the goals And uh, I don't uh, You know Get uh, luxury tickets I sometimes just go And watch Particularly when I go And watch Scotland I buy my tickets And I sit up Good seats Ordinary seats Always go A man of the people 01419511025 uh, We've got an Aberdeen fan I hope gonna, Well I, I would imagine Going to stick up For his club After these Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. 
Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard And it's time for them to tackle the full-time teaser We always set it around this time every night You send the question to us And we give the pundits until just before the end of the show To try and come up with the answers So, uh, Eric has sent this one in tonight Thank you to Eric for the question It's full-time at Clyde1.com by the way If you want to contribute one as well So, Eric says since 1990 10 players... 1990 Come on. <laughs> What's wrong with that How can you have a problem With the question Before we've even finished it's The question It's that long ago <laughs> Oh dear me Since 1990 10 players right. Who have played for One of the old firm And Crystal Palace Just a random link I'd like to say It was topical It's not But uh, <laughs> right, okay. since 1990 10 players who have played For one of the old firm Joel Edley. And Crystal Palace Yes Joel Ledley <laughs> Well done See Not a bad a question Is it Jim Duffy uh, Anyway Mark Guidi okay. Anything off the top of your head? Um, Ian Wright Good shout Ian Wright no. Ian Wright played for Celtic And played for Crystal Palace Yeah but he must have Was Palace before nine? No it wasn't actually Was it? No, I, th- I think I think Eric's got a bit of form for this game we exposed Eric a couple of weeks ago No it wasn't Eric It, 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 it could have been no. pre-1990 It might have been in the late 80s No I think, I I think, you, actually, yeah. I think you could be right But anyway, anyway uh, I, th- I, I think you're I think you're right Yeah I actually. think you're right 91 I think you left Yeah because uh, I th- um, um, Anyway I'll add to me the list Let's make it a little Okay I'm trying to think Marcus Gale No 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 Right. I'm struggling a wee bit I need to get my thinking cap on uh, Right Okay 0141 Full time in Barcelona By the way Really tough night for Glasgow City 5-0 to the host So it was always going to be A tall order uh, In the UEFA Women's Champions League Glasgow City leave Barcelona With a 5-0 defeat Commiserations to all involved uh, William is an Aberdeen fan In Blackwood So we're talking about The, the semi-final tickets It looks like there could be A few thousand empty seats William give us the, the Aberdeen perspective on this Well Honestly, I don't give a toss about the Rangers fans who getting extra tickets. They get practically a home tie in Glasgow every time there's a semi-final or a final. Not just them, Celtic as well. So why should they get more more of a crowd? I don't see any sense when it's meant to be a neutral venue, which is a bit of a joke. So they're expecting the teams from Glasgow to get more tickets. Rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Well, it's about fans getting into the game, William. You're denying supporters into the game if it was yeah, a... Aye, Rangers supporters. I've no really care about Rangers supporters. But it's em- empty seats. It's different. No, we're not saying if, if Aberdeen fans wanted to go, more than happy for Aberdeen fans to go. I've got no, no issue with that. But if there's no one wanting to go, if you've got eight, ten thousand seats that they're not taken up, surely you would you would think that better to give them to supporters no. to get into the game. Not, not when it's meant to be neutral. Fans are meant to be split fifty-fifty. It's a neutral venue no, They're not meant to be split 50-50 William There's no. nowhere that says that I mean how could it possibly be split 50-50 Aberdeen are, are a massive club in Scotland And can only shift 10,000 tickets on this occasion I mean it, this this could be Annan that got here It's hardly going to be a 50-50 split is it? I can guarantee they'll sell more than 10,000 tickets Yeah I just meant at the moment I mean, At doesn't... the moment So I've come next week to sell the 20,000 It's going to be back on soon off enough, that's cool Do you think they're going to sell 10,000 and in a week, William. I've no idea. What about the, what about the financial aspect? What about the financial what? aspect, William? Because you said uh, you know you, you don't care if financial aspect. Fair enough. Yeah, Aberdeen will take a hit, but as you said, Aberdeen they're doing what's best for Aberdeen fans. 
I was at both semi-finals two years ago when there was totally empty stands behind the goals and it looked absolutely horrendous. The crowds at the sidelines were right up to the top but behind the goals they were absolutely empty and it looked horrendous on TV. And said at the time, why not sell three quarters of the day up and put it right out behind the goals and make it look far better looking on TV? That's exactly what we're saying, is it not? So is it... Well, he's talking, well, about, he's talking about positionally. Yeah. You're wanting Celtic blocks as it was two years ago, and then if they don't get Celtic, they're still going to be segregation, so they're mm. still going to be in the space behind the goals, and it looks horrible. Absolutely horrible. doesn't matter who's in the semi final. If there's empty spaces behind the goals, it looks horrible. You acknowledge, you, you do acknowledge, William, you know, that Aberdeen will take a hit in this. We know that the ticket sales are, are split. Between the four clubs involved, is it is it worth it? I mean, you you mentioned that this the perceived advantage to Rangers. Is it worth it to leave those empty seats and lose out on money from an Aberdeen perspective? And by the way, if the other, other the clubs lose out as well. If that's the way the club wants to run it, then that's the way the club runs it. But I don't see why there's a big hullabaloo about giving it. As I say, Rangers this year it could be Celtic or anybody else. I don't see why they should give the extra tickets to the fans. Well, I, 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 I disagree with you, yeah. William. I disagree, mm. and you, 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 I can see where you're coming from. As an Aberdeen supporter, you want to give your team um, every advantage to to try and win the game, and if that means having less Rangers fans inside the stadium, but empty seats in the Aberdeen allocation, then you'd be happy with that. And I totally get that. You know, you're, you know, you're right to think that way. However, you look at it from our point of view, you want to see a national semi final. A neutral venue. Remember, this isn't a pathology. This is a national semi-final, and I just think it's a shame for any football supporter that wants to be there that can't get a ticket. Not because it's sold out, but because of the way tickets are being deliberately distributed to avoid certain fans getting into a game. I don't think it's right. Uh, Kenny has got a, a view on this as well. Kenny's in East School Bride. Hi, Kenny. Uh, I'm actually in Aaron, funnily enough, from East School Bride. My apologies. Hi. Not a problem. Uh, aye, evening is sharp. Maybe it's kind of spilled my thunder, but eh, Aberdeen seem to have shot themselves in the foot. Uh, you know, there'll be maybe another 10,000 tickets at £30 a pop. So I didn't know it was split four ways, but they've definitely done themselves out of money. But, you know, I think the, is it the SPFL or the SFA, I'm not too SPFL sure. competition, this one. Uh, could have played hardball saying, if you want 25,000 tickets, fine, we'll sell you 25,000 tickets. If you don't sell them, well, that's down to yourselves. Should you not sort of play a bit more hardball with Aberdeen? You know, if I, I run a business, I actually run pubs. If I buy too much beer, I can't go back to the brewery and say, well, I've not actually sold it. You've got to take it back. Should they not just played, as I say, a bit more hardball with Aberdeen? Well, there's got to be rules in place that are agreed with all the clubs first and foremost. So, yeah, it's an SPFL competition, but before anybody jumps on, it's not. this is not solely down to Neil Doncaster or Ian Blair but surely for the good of the competition and for the good of Scottish football attracting new sponsors keeping current sponsors that they find a way to stop this you know what What kind of game are we running when you when you rubber stamp our own clubs rubber stamp rules that stops football fans getting into games does it make sense to me? Yeah. No, I'm 100% agreement with, with Mark I mean I understand I say William Miller on the Aberdeen fan he's not really too worried he doesn't want you know, a full house because he knows that, uh, you know, there'll be more Rangers fans there and, and I totally understand that from a selfish point of view in terms of supporting your team. But in terms of 
trying to encourage supporters to the game. Um, if you've got empty seats and there's an opportunity to get fans in, you know, and no risk, you know, uh, you know, uh, for the fans, I just can't believe in this day and age uh, we would deny fans that. You know, what I mean, I just. It seems incredible um, when we're screaming to try and get as many people through the gates as possible. There's a possibility here that we could be denying, as I said, mm. anywhere between maybe 2,000 and 10,000 fans. Matthew's back on. He says, you're also not reporting the fact that Hearts are doing the exact same thing at Murrayfield. Very quiet on that, Gordon. Consider I mean, me not quiet yeah, any longer, well, Matthew. It's up to you. It's wrong. Yeah. It's wrong. And, and you know, again, it's up to the club. Somebody. Um, it's up to a club to raise it To put it on the agenda And I don't know if it's as straightforward as having a vote on it But for goodness sake Scottish football We don't help ourselves no. sometimes do we? Really? Uh, let's move on to Dylan in Edinburgh As a Rangers fan What's your take on this then Dylan? How you doing guys? Good um, time, my, my point Well <laughs> Nearly was summed up there But it's, it's sort of the same The whole point of this When we brought out the, the semi-final fixtures Which obviously uh, we didn't make a very good job of in the first place was to make it a spectacle of Scottish football and um, that was the, the whole selling point of, of having these in the same day um, and then to, to have a, a selling of Scottish football where we've got a half empty stadium how much stick the Man City get they could be the best team in the world the, the best players in the world but they can't sell their seats in a stadium why don't Aberdeen go out and, and donate these, these tickets I mean you, you sometimes see Rangers doing it with armed forces why don't they, they do it with, with some kids that are, that are coming through in the grassroots movement and have a, a section there where the tickets aren't exactly going to waste if they can't give them to Rangers fans like myself? Well, I think, I think it's a creative principle. solution, but I mean, at the yeah. moment it looks like it's, it's 10,000. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's a big old gap. There's a lot of people. And also, I mean, yeah, I agree in principle, Dylan, there, that uh, some of the, some, you know, a gesture. To various uh, bodies could be something if it, if there was only a few hundred tickets if you left. Mm. Listen, we'll give them as you say, armed forces to the grassroots. Real, really good point. But thousands of tickets. No, I think I think that's it's just too much. And again, as I said, it's, it's up to Aberdeen in a sense that they're denying themselves a, a significant amount of money. But also with the other clubs, and that's where I think that you know, Mark, with the other clubs, have got to get around. So if you're Celtic and Rangers, you might be able to bite a hundred grand if that's if that's your money. But if you're a Motherwell or, you know, a Dundee get to a semi-final or something like that, they might think, well, wait a minute here. Yeah. You know, we can't mm. afford that. We need that money. So I, I think that the clubs have got to make sure. But the, the thing I didn't know and Mark said say to me earlier on, is this happened last season? I cannot believe that happened. It happened. Hibs and, Hibs and Celtic was on the Saturday and we had the same and, the I, and I can't believe that, I mean, it's actually more galling that the fact is that we didn't resolve it. We've had a year to get this right, and uh, and if, and again, it's not to do with Rangers and Aberdeen. It's this, it's a principle. Football the tickets. fans, mm-hmm. if it's if it's Football happening fans. at Hearts and Celtic, a hundred percent exactly the same. Do not deny fans to get into the match if there's an opportunity mm. to get in there. Uh, and and but you know we understand there's got to be a bit of segregation for safety. But other than that, get them in. I mean, does this logic extend even if it was a you know say it was a tight and this is a proper hypothetical say it was a really small club got in. To the, the semi-final Like Morton and, and, Do you remember how many you took? <laughs> yeah about Probably about Five, six thousand Then it was against Aberdeen of course Wasn't yeah. it? How, how many empty seats? Yeah I think it was about Twenty yeah. odd thousand Or something Maybe twenty thousand Maybe about sixteen Seventeen thousand Aberdeen yeah. Maybe twenty three thousand Something like that So had that game but Had that game been against Celtic or Rangers I'm, I'm using them as the biggest the Rangers the biggest were playing clubs. The other semi-final Yeah exactly w- w- I mean would you have been happy To go Five thousand Morton Forty-five 
to, to uh, them does absolutely. that make any difference do you think the both the money? directors yeah. would have been singing and dancing if that was the case split it four ways yeah, between the four semi-finals that, that, that's the thing I mean clubs that's a lifeline for a lot of clubs um, but it's the money's unbelievable difference but it's the principle of getting supporters as Mark said we're trying to promote our product and we're, what we're saying is wait a minute there's 10,000 oh, empty yeah. seats out there and there's no one wanting to, no no we've got 20,000 people want to go there but just not letting them in if you are Aberdeen Mark Guidi your priority though would, would be your own fans wouldn't it and nothing would you wouldn't want anything to come before yeah. being seen to be looking after them and them first and yeah. that, that's how we arrive at these situations no, listen I understand and, and the caller William was on defending his club and as I say I, I totally get that and you know in a way I do understand why Aberdeen are doing it but what my point is Gordon the rule should be there where they're not allowed this loophole okay. the rule should be in place and again that goes back to your clubs to put it in and bring it to a vote but you know what somebody will probably forget to raise it and we'll have the same situation this time <laughs> next year but honest to God our game you know we're no singing mm-hmm. and dancing we're no, we're no showing fantastic balance sheets all over the place we're trying to attract people we're trying to make sure that they're coming to the football but we find a way where clubs to their own advantage can stop other supporters getting into the football. Tell me in any other walk of life that would be allowed to happen. Right, Mark is an Erskine. Mark's an Aberdeen fan. You want to stick up for your club, Mark? Yeah, of course, Mark. Go for it. Um, we've been to Hamden quite a lot in the past four or five years, and every time we've been to Hamden, I've been able to buy a ticket for the North Stand and watch it. I watched the semi final against Jim's team, Morton, a couple of years ago in the North Stand. But now my team's in a semi-final. I'm getting told I'm not allowed to buy a ticket for the North Stand. Is that fair? Well, so you're talking about specifically where the ticket is for? That's why a lot of Aberdeen fans are kind of up in arms and not too happy. And that's why the club has sold it behind the goal in sections. So I, why I think, should I be stuck down at the bottom behind the goal? I think I think there has been a, there is an, air, an area for Aberdeen fans as well in the North Stand, Marcus, or not? No, not Jim, I'm not, none, it's all there. Rangers, the whole stand. Yes, the North Stand has been given to whole of Rangers. So, see, when we played mm-hmm. Morton a couple yes. of years ago, would you like it if your Morton fans were stuck in the corner? No, I, I listen, I, I, I've said before, I understand from, a, from a, a supporter's point of view, you want to try and get the best advantage you can. But I also think that, you know, you, for me, if if the fans are, if you sell them in sections and if the, if there's more fans want to go then fine give Aberdeen the fans but if there's not I know I know you're saying that you want to buy a ticket in this particular area and it's not available to you and I understand that you'll be disappointed with that but I think in the big picture you can't deny ten thousand people and another thing is see if your manager if, if somebody goes to if if they've an extra whatever amount of money they make but let's say it's a hundred thousand pound if the board went to Derek and says listen. We can give you an extra hundred thousand pound to strengthen your squad, you know, to compete this year. Or, well, listen, we need to take a hundred thousand pound out of your budget because we haven't sold these tickets. I think, I think these tickets. Are, are, this money's a bonus because you don't account for being in a semi final because you can't account for that. No, you don't at the start of the season, but it can improve. It that's how clubs like. Uh, that's how Jim, they work. Jim, so you're trying to say Aberdeen's only going to take ten thousand fans? Come on. Aberdeen will take about 16,000. See if you take more than 16,000, then the Aberdeen board's done their job correct because they've asked. The initial allocation was 16,000. So but see if you take 16,001 fans, the Aberdeen board's done their job correct because yeah, they're I, only out for the Aberdeen fans. Well, as I said before, Matt, I still think you can sell them in blocks. Sell them in 12,000. Sell the 12. Ask for another five. Sell the five. 
ask for another five. So I mean, so so on and so forth. That's that to me is a simple way of doing it. It doesn't deny anybody access to get to the game. Right, thanks to Mark and Erskine on tonight's full time teaser. We're looking for ten or eleven players who've played for one of the old firm and for Crystal Palace. So far, we've got Joe Ledley and possibly Ian Wright. We're going to get the rest of the answers hopefully next. <laughs> Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard and they've got some work to do. That is an understatement, by the way, on tonight's full time teaser. So Eric has sent it in. We're looking since 1990. Uh, the 10 or 11 players have played for one of the old firm and Crystal Palace. We added. Uh, Ian Wright to the list So you've got Joe Ledley Ian Wright So we're looking for another nine What have uh, you come up with During the break Scott yeah, you had Sinclair a few, did you not? Yeah Scott Sinclair You wouldn't Perhaps remember his spell at Palace But he is indeed one yeah, Clint Hill Yes Over a hundred appearances for Palace And of course turned out for Rangers And another wee sneaky one Anthony Stokes Yes Well done Anthony Stokes Scott Sinclair Clint Hill Ian Wright Joe Ledley Did Paul Elliott play there for nope. a little while? No and I need clues Oh I need clues already <laughs> right, I'm, t- I'm really toiling Right there's a couple here A couple of guys who've got a bit in common Because obviously they both played for Palace But they both played for Rangers They both played at the same end of the field And they're both from the same country Which is miles away from here <laughs> Thanks for that I'm just confused this even more Gordon Honestly I'm, I'm really, really They're from toiling. the southern hemisphere Alright so uh, Australian let me think. Uh, the would you call the boy who always gets it now? Musket. Yes. Kevin Musket. Uh, Kevin Kevin Musket. Are brilliant, good Kevin Musket. And uh, so the left back, one of the twins. No. Um, Had a couple. Oh, of... oh, Craig Moore. Yeah, Craig, Craig, Craig Moore. Moore. That's right. Big Oz was there as well. That's right. Ledley, Wright, Hill, Moore, Musket, Sinclair, Stokes. So you're looking for one, two, three, four to get. I think four to get. You have a couple of goalies in there, Mark Guidi. You, lo- you love your goalies. Really? Mm-hmm. Not goalies. I sold Julian Sveroni to Palace, but he never played for Celtic. No, he's Dundee. Um, a goalkeeper. Still there, Don't, Julian. I, I think he is. I think he's still going strong, yeah. Testimonial, that kind of stuff. Well, I was trying to think of goalies and I couldn't. Um, um, again, to be fair, I think, <laughs> I think he'd like won. Andrews? I think he'd won Palace appearance or something. Andy Dibble or something? No, like no, that. after that. After that. Mm-hmm. I think he's is he still playing? No, I think he's just hung up the gloves actually. Oh, something like Roy Carroll? No. no, he's closer to home than that. Alan McGregor? No, he's just now you're really, now you're now you're getting really close. He's just hung no. up. He's not hung up the gloves. No, no of course. <laughs> yeah, I'm not thinking that he's but now you're get, now you're getting really nothing. close. To be fair, this guy would have been a number two to Alan McGregor in his first spell. And in fact at times Oh I've got it I've got it Neil Alexander Neil Alexander yeah, Right Neil Alexander. So one Two Three to get I'll try it. Let's let's leave the clues For another while Shall we right, okay, uh, Robert is A Rangers fan In Cumbernauld Hi Robert Hi how you doing Not bad Robert Hi Robert Hi, Robert. Hi guys I was Hi, just yeah. Sorry It was just my point On the ticket allocation again Yeah um, It's been going on for years Other teams saying Out like the old farm Complaining about Their allocation um, now they've got their allocation It's not about the allocation It's about restricted views etc That was never brought into it before Surely these teams must be held responsible If they take the extra seats 
Surely they can't have guys locked out of the, the game that want to go and see it. Well, listen, Mark Weedy, you've already spoken about your wish would be to see a you know sort of hard, fast rule brought in place. L- l- let me scale it back a little bit. Wouldn't it be nice if we could just solve this with good old-fashioned communication rather than having to, to, to put it in black and white and say, you know, you must do this or you must do that? Yeah, but am, I, I, am I asking too much? I, you probably, listen, it would be lovely, God, but you know, if there's a chance of exploiting loopholes also as well, let's just say, for example, Aberdeen, under the current guidelines, where they can basically kind of do what they want, Terms of allocation Let's imagine Aberdeen decided to say We'd like to see the stadium full And it's a great advert for Scottish So we're going to hand back 5,000 tickets We've sold them in blocks mm-hmm. And we'll hand back 5,000 And so the 5,000 Rangers fans And their fans quite rightly Would be up in arms Even though it's worth extra money to them to, to do that They would actually gain financial doing it but their fans are about to answer Particularly if the game didn't go their way So you can understand that Would they though Or is, it, is that just an acceptance That if you've sold all you can sell Because I, I guess that must have been What happened with Motherwell last season Yeah but, I, but I'm saying If, if Aberdeen can command 20,000 Say they're saying You can have 20,000 tickets But they only sell 15 But they can keep the other five Without being punished And stopping 5,000 Rangers fans Getting into the game However if you say We'll give you We've only sold 15,000 There's a the 5,000 back There's 5,000 Rangers fans Getting into the game the fans wouldn't be happy about that. But if they have to abide by hard and fast rules where it's there, it's guidelines, there's financial penalties for not doing it properly, then they can say to the fans, we have no choice, we have to do this right, otherwise it's going to cost us money. Mm-hmm. Totally different ball game when you put the rules in, mm-hmm. but only the clubs can put the rules in. And I just, you know, for the life me, I'll say it again, I can't believe that Scottish football, we're not awash with money, we don't have people queuing up the door to back the game, we don't have full houses, Hardly ever And here's an opportunity In a neutral semi-final To showcase Our product In a cracking weekend A cup football Rangers Aberdeen And Celtic V Hearts But we found a way Within our rules That's governed by our own clubs To stop thousands of Potentially Potentially Because Aberdeen might still Sell their allocation But you're potentially stopping Thousands of fans Getting into the game It's not right How much of this Is I'm not sure if it's as a result of Or how much of the hit Has been built up Jim by, by the way we got here Because let's not forget Aberdeen and Aberdeen fans Were never really impressed With the SPFL yeah. to begin with Over and You don't need me to go over The full yeah. story About playing in the one day At Hamden yeah. and so on and so forth um, So yeah, in, I mean, in many listen, ways they, Is it an unsurprising they, they outcome? Happy and there's, there is an intense rivalry Between Aberdeen and Rangers as well So the, you know we know that And, and as said football rivalry is fine um, we understand that that's that that can create atmosphere, um, but as Matt said, you know the Aberdeen fans won't bother too much. They 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 prefer it that way. If their fans, if they don't sell enough tickets, they're not wanting Rangers fans to come in and increase the Rangers support. Um, so they won't have an issue with that. It's it's, it's the rules, and and Matt's one hundred percent right. If you mm-hmm. if you allow that to happen, then teams will you know if, they, if it's their choice to make. If they're not worried too much about the finance, they'll go yeah okay. But if you take that rule away, if you say no, listen. Unless you can guarantee us selling it, you have to pay for those tickets. Then I think that that will change it, you know, in, in one swoop. Uh, Robert, did you did you try and get a ticket? Have you got one? Did you miss out? No, what? I couldn't get one. No, definitely couldn't get one. I'm one of the guys that missed out. So I was basically just a restricted view thing. If they're getting twenty thousand tickets, so is that the fans can get the best seats in their sections? So I don't think that's right. I think that's scandalous. That's what they're saying. Yeah, what, what the best, what the best way would be to do it, Robert, if we go back to this point, we could, if we could try and get in writing, is, is so that you say to a club, 
you have not a maximum kit, you have a minimum allocation where there's no penalty. So we absolutely trust you with 10,000 tickets and you do what you want with them because that's fair. That's a fair over above that. So because it wouldn't be fair to if you, if you give them 14,000 they sell 12. Hmm. You know, you're, you're keeping a few for the last minute Charlie that want to come along. So wouldn't they punish? So you give them you give them a minimum where they're not where they're not penalised and then you take it from there. Thank you to Robert and Cumbernauld. That will be the final caller of the evening because we've still got work to do on the teaser. We're looking for the 11 players who've played for Crystal Palace and one of the old firm since 1990. We've got uh, Ledley, Wright, Alexander, Hill, Moore, Muscat, Sinclair and Stokes, which means you've got three to get. Is that right? Yeah, three to get. One's a goalie. One is a goalie, but my word, you're going to need to go some to remember his spell at Rangers. It was in 1999 I think And it was Three games or something 99 So that's we That's we Dick's Time Advocate yes Yep We Dickie's time Boom 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 Stefan oh. Kloss was a goalie wasn't he Stefan Kloss This guy's Norwegian Oh Oh no it's a Danish I was thinking the guy Christensen the, Gale, the Danish goalie This one's tough this, this has got to be the hardest Well I'll just tell you this one Norwegian goalkeeper Thomas Meyer. Nah, I would never have got that. He's not one. The other two I've got faith in, right? One, <laughs> he actually left Rangers, I think, for Palace in 98. He is. So that's at the end of Walter Smith's time, starting a dick advocate. Serbian. Oh, no, no, no. It's not my, no. my, my, my nope. Denovic, no. Nah, I must have. Um, he spells his name slightly differently from mine. That's not Petrich. Yeah, Gordon Petrich. Gordon Petrich. Gordon Petrich. Gordon Petrich right. And the last one, I listed some of his former other clubs because there have been a few right. Celtic, Swansea, West Brom, Craig Beatty. Craig Beatty. There we go Last and not least <laughs> at all Especially because he's in here on Friday I don't want to upset him <laughs> Right thank you to Mark Guiri and Jim Duffy For joining me Gordon Duncan Thanks for all your calls and tweets We're back tomorrow night 6 o'clock With Gordon DL and Mark Wilson Stay where you are Callum Gallagher is up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com.